Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the first episode of the second season of Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Our purpose is to empower members of our community with resources, support, and advocacy information. The topic we've chosen today is rather controversial. As the wife of a husband who is a nurse in a traditional hospital, I've always been leery of chiropractic care because I was told from people I respected when growing up that chiropractic care and massage therapy were quack medicine. In 2001, I joined Toastmasters, and one of our new members was a chiropractor. He gave some speeches about what he did, and it didn't seem like quack medicine to me, so I started to open my mind to the possibility that chiropractic care could be beneficial. Then my father became a massage therapist, and I personally saw the benefit of massage after I had a problem that my traditional doctor wanted to solve through surgery and which my father solved completely with massage. That experience opened my mind to the possibility of alternative treatments for problems we experience with our bodies. Today's show is about chiropractic care for survivors of congenital heart defects. This show is not intended to be medical advice. Anytime you have a question about you, your child, or your loved one's care, you should always consult with your personal doctor. Today's show is intended to be one mother's story of her experience with chiropractic care and one doctor's feelings about chiropractic care. Please be advised to seek your doctor's advice when seeking treatment for yourself or your loved ones. Today we'll meet two individuals who have firsthand knowledge involving chiropractic care. Callie Rickard is the mother of a child with a severe congenital heart defect. Callie is a wife and stay-at-home mom to Diana, Alex, and DJ. After a normal pregnancy, she welcomed DJ into the world on June 23, 2003. DJ was diagnosed with hypoplastic left heart syndrome at two days of age, and then later with Schoen's complex with severe pulmonary hypertension. DJ has had seven open-heart surgeries, five before his first birthday, one at age two, and his last one at age seven. He has had four aortic valves and four mitral valves replaced. He received the smallest mechanical mitral valve ever placed in a baby. In 2010, a heart and double lung transplant was recommended for DJ, but he was considered too high risk. After his last open-heart surgery, he suffered a massive brain hemorrhage requiring two brain surgeries. He recovered and looks like any other normal, healthy boy, but it was a bit of a struggle for him to get to this point. 
Today, Callie will tell us about how she sought chiropractic care for DJ since physical therapy alone wasn't helping him as much as she hoped in his recovery. And we'll meet Dr. Tom Shaman, a doctor of chiropractic medicine, in the second segment of the show. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Callie. How are you doing? I am doing fine. Still figuring out how to work my studio, so sorry for that that brief delay. Oh, that's fine. Well, I want to welcome you to the show today, Callie. And you were on the first show of season one, so I kind of feel like this is a mini reunion for us. Yes, it does feel like a mini reunion. I'm happy to be here to share a little bit more of DJ's story with everyone. Wonderful. Well, DJ has been through so much in his short life. Can you please tell us about how you came to discover chiropractic care and what persuaded you to try it with DJ? Yes. I wasn't exactly out to look for chiropractic care just for him. I had always been told to not pursue chiropractic care. I had... um, gone into a massage therapist, and during the massage, they had found that I had a rib that was popped out of place. So I decided to seek out chiropractic care, and I found Dr. Tom. And um, in talking with him and him explaining things to me about his experience as a doctor and how much chiropractic even helps children. He has children himself, and he's given them care and noticed that they weren't getting colds like normal children will get colds during flu season, and they never needed to take any patient or any other medication. They've they've spent most of their life medication-free, and that really surprised me. And I kind of sheepishly said, that's wonderful. I wish that were that way for my own son and started to explain DJ's story to him and told him that since he had his last open heart surgery, the last three years, DJ had been dealing with migraines. And they were very severe migraines and very frequent A few times a week, he would miss school. He'd wake up screaming in the morning and vomiting for hours and holding his head. It was an awful experience for him. And so Dr. Tom explained to me how the nervous system works, and I was so intrigued by that. I wanted to bring my husband in so that we both could kind of go over this whole train of thought and take x-rays just to see how DJ's spine was. And it kind of all started making sense to me how it all worked together. And so that's kind of where we were at finding out about chiropractic care in the beginning. So really, when you first started, it was for the migraines that you were seeking treatment. Is that right? Right, because... That's correct, Um, because DJ had never had migraines up until age 7 when he had heart surgery, and so I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden he was getting these migraines. 
and we took him to neurologist and they gave us um, prescriptions for it, but it it did not make the mo away. They were still very frequent. He was, in my opinion, the the medications were making him loopy and hard to concentrate or focus, and he was really sleepy and um, really nauseated all the time. He seemed um, like he didn't want to eat very much because he felt so nauseous all the time. So we decided to wean him down off of the medication because we had several appointments with neurology, and they said, well, it's up to you. Do you want to increase medication, you can decrease medication, you can, you can do whatever you want, but there's no cure for migraines. He'll probably deal with these for a long time. And so I just kind of accepted that at that point. It had been two years before I, I had found Dr. Tom for myself. And then thinking about it, you know, it kind of made sense. I had adjustments to help his migraines as well years before. So I was kind of curious to see so how that X-ray to see what I'm was sorry. there in DJ. Right, right. So how old was DJ when you finally brought him in for the X-ray to see what was going on with his spine? He was nine years old at the time. He was nine. This was just and about. And so what did the a, X-ray yeah. show? Um, Dr. Tom could probably speak a little bit more on exactly what it showed, but from what I can remember it showing is that he, his back was really flat. There was not that natural S-curve like on a healthy spine. He was very straight up and down like a board. And I thought, wow, that makes sense because he had spent so much time, especially his first year of life, he had... Um, maybe 10 months in the hospital of lying on his back flat. Maybe he just never developed the healthy S-curve. He was very, very flat and straight. So after you got that diagnosis with the no S-curve, which seems not great, what did you decide to do? Um, well, Dan and I, my husband Dan and I talked it over, and we thought we would really like to give it a try, even though our doctors had told us a few years before that never to pursue chiropractic care because of the reasons I can talk about in a moment. But um, we decided to go ahead and try it. But I was kind of skeptical. I wanted to see if I could have something measurable that I could hold on to to say, did this work, other than um, just his migraines going away. He also has pulmonary hypertension, and he seemed really uncomfortable in his own body. He was kind of tilted a little bit, and to me sort of barrel-chested, where his ribs weren't flexing when he breathed. So... I pulled out the spirometer that the hospital had given us, and the spirometer basically measures how much air comes in and out of the lungs. And so we tested him every day for three weeks to see how much air he could inhale into his lungs. And I was getting a reading of about 600 milliliters every single time. 
And when DJ had his very first adjustment, I wanted to go back and measure to see if anything had changed. Within 48 hours of his very first chiropractic adjustment, that number jumped up to 1,100 milliliters. And for the last year, his help has held right at 1,250. So in in my mind, his lung capacity, as far as how much air he could inhale, doubled. Yeah, that's amazing. It was amazing. That's just amazing. But what about the headaches? That's what you were seeking treatment for to begin with. Did the headaches start to go away? To be honest with you, he never had another migraine after that, except for a handful over the summer when when we moved away from Washington to Texas. In the last year, he's maybe had three or four migraines total. But as soon as the very first adjustment, he never had another migraine under the entire time he was under Dr. Tom's care. Wow. That that had to make a believer out of you. Oh, it did. And then I started to wonder how how do the nerves being healthy help heart function? How does it help lung function? You know, everything could... I became intrigued. I wanted to learn more and more and more about how the spine all handles all the systems of your body because I was seeing profound, immediate improvement in him that I had never seen before. And and what does his what do his doctors say now? The doctors say now that his heart function is in the best function that it's ever had. It's practically in the normal range. Yes, he does have two valves that have been replaced. One's mechanical and one is biological. But its function is really good. His pulmonary hypertension, for the first time ever, has actually shown improvement. The numbers are starting to decline from the severe range down into the mild to moderate range. And this has all happened within the last year. He's three and a half years out from his last open heart surgery. So the doctors are a little dumbfounded, is what their exact words to me were, that they don't understand exactly what's happening to improve him so much. But they're not going to question it. (laughs) They're very happy. (laughs) Of course, everybody's very happy. But I get the feeling that you don't question it at all. I get the feeling that you think that the biggest reason that DJ has seen so much improvement is because of the interrelatedness of all the systems in our body and how the chiropractic care somehow enabled his body to heal itself. Is that true, Callie? I I would agree with that, definitely, that his ability to not fight with his own body helped him be able to heal and grow and move and become in a in a healthier state through being more active, being more cognitively sharp. He's really sharp at school, able to finish a whole day last year, hardly at all. And this year he's full-time student. And so, yes, I think that, in fact, (laughs) 
That's correct. He made honor roll twice this year so far. And he's always been in the delayed special ed class. And we've had to hold him back twice, but he's doing his teachers are even amazed from the beginning of the year in September till now in March how well he's doing. How well he's improved. It's just amazing. In reading, writing, math. Yeah, he, it is. Wow. It's it's like all of a sudden his body has been able to catch up with what he needed to be doing. He's finally had a chance to recover more fully from all of those surgeries that he had. Good heavens, seven open heart surgeries and two brain surgeries. That's a lot for a body to have to recover from. Well, Callie, we're out of time, and I know that we could talk forever about this because it's just so amazing. It's like a miracle. But we will have a chance to chat some more in the chat room in the second part of the show. Actually, in the third part of the show. In the second part of the show, we'll get a chance to meet Dr. Tom, who is the man responsible for, or who we think is responsible for these amazing recovery processes that DJ has been able to go through. So thank you, Callie, so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Anna, and I look forward to answering more questions in the chat. I know it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited about this. So just a reminder, my, our dear listeners, that today's show is about chiropractic care for survivors, and it's not intended to be medical advice. Anytime you have a question about your child's care or your loved one's care, you should always consult with your personal doctor. But stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll have Dr. Tom, Tom Shaman on the show. And Dr. Tom is a chiropractor who provided care for DJ. Let's find out what he did and what myths surround chiropractic care when we return to Heart to Heart with Anna. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is about chiropractic care for survivors of congenital heart defects. We just finished talking with Callie Rickard, who sought chiropractic care for her own treatment and then started taking her son in for adjustments. So now let's talk to the chiropractor who worked with Callie's son, DJ. Dr. Tom Shaman is a husband to a beautiful wife, Starlet, and father to his three wonderful children, Zachary, Joshua, and Haley. Dr. Tom 
did his undergraduate studies at the University of Montana, and then went to Western States Chiropractic College. He has now been in practice for 18 years, focusing on educating his patients on the neurological system, spinal health, nutrition, and exercise. Dr. Tom has so much compassion for what it is that he can share about chiropractic care and the benefits that can improve all of our lives, no matter what age. Dr. Tom has a very strong Christian faith, and it reflects in everything he does. He is definitely a man whose life is fed by being able to give to others. So welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Dr. Tom. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm so excited for you to be on the show. I, I think you had a chance to hear Callie tell her story at the top of the show. And so now we have a few questions for you. Um, what did you think when you first met DJ regarding his need for chiropractic care? Well, first of all, when I met DJ, the first thing that stood out was his amazing smile. You could just see that this kid was just filled with so much love and care and my heart just poured out to him as I started to hear the history from Callie of all the things that he's been through in his life. Yet he still had this positive attitude, which, you know, didn't hurt. And so um, as we started to go through the history, everything in my mind, the way I think as a chiropractor is there, there must be some type of a disconnect going from his brain to his heart. And And as we started to get further into examinations and so forth, I started to realize that, that that was becoming more prevalent. And with that became hope, that, that, that there, was a, there was hope that we could, we could remove some interferences and allow his body or his brain to heal his body. And you, you had mentioned that at the beginning. I, you know, I am not the healer. I am not the person that was healing him. He has all the healing capabilities in his brain. And by removing interferences, it allowed his brain to speak through the spinal cord and go down through the nerves to his heart and his lungs. And, and, and with that hope, it, it would reheal the lungs and the heart to start functioning normally. And as we started to treat and, and work with him, it became prevalent that that, that was working, that his in, inspiration was improving, that the color of his skin started to come back. He went. I, I remember he had this blue tone about him, and then as we started to work, he became pink, like a normal person. Uh, we started to hear, you know, in school he was able to concentrate and that he was able to, to sit, you know, not fall asleep during the middle of school. And, and, and ironically, his teacher was actually a patient of ours, and she was sharing uh, about this boy, <laughs> that, that she said it was just absolutely amazing how much he was transforming in school. And, and so uh, you had also mentioned something about the x-rays. Uh, so first of all, palpation of his spine, he was really tight in his lower cervical and upper thoracic region, which which supplies the nerves to his heart. So the vertebrae in there were not working quite, you know, quite correctly. So we also took x-rays. And, and, and the curves that Callie was referring to, we're talking about the, the curves from the side of the body. From the front, we want our body straight up and down. We don't want scoliosis or our, our head listing to the side. Um, we want that to be straight, but from the sides, our bodies are designed to have curves, and those curves, an average curve, should be 45 degrees in your th your cervical, your thoracic, and your lumbar regions. And 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 he had a three degree curve, so his curve was 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 completely gone. His 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 middle back was completely straight, and that again added that hope that we could change things. That's 
that's just amazing to me that with the x-rays you could see what was potentially causing the problems, not only with his heart, but also with his lungs. And did that also give you hope that you could correct the problem with the migraines? Well, in the migraines, yes, absolutely. When you have when you have a, a curvature like that that's straight, it also puts a lot of stress at the upper cervical region, which is mostly responsible for people's headaches. And uh, again, I do not treat headaches; I treat the spine. And when I treat the spine, it fixes the problem that's causing the headache, and the headache goes away. And and that's a, a key thing I think people need to understand about the chiropractic care is most people come here because they have a neck pain, a back pain, a headache, numbness in their arms and hands. But the truth be told, we do not actually treat those conditions. We're looking at the spine and treating any misalignment in the spine. And we have a term for that. We call it subluxation. And, and, and broken down, what it means is less than divine light. And so what it means is the brain is not speaking correctly to the body somehow because of that abnormal pressure on the spine. And by us using light, gentle mobilization of the spine. By, by, uh, we, we apply a light force through the spine, but a very high velocity, and, and it removes that interference, and it gets the spine to start functioning correctly, which takes that pressure off the nervous system, and then the brain again can speak and heal the body as it's supposed to heal. So, Dr. Tom, what do you think are some of the myths that surround chiropractic care and that make people afraid to come and see a chiropractor like you? Well, I think the biggest thing is fear. Most people fear that they're going to be injured, that something's going to happen, that they'll be paralyzed for the rest of their life. Um, we've heard, heard people say that you, you can have a stroke by being adjusted by a chiropractic uh, by a chiropractic adjustment. But the, the, the truth about that is, is that the risk of coming to a chiropractor and having injury is almost non-existent. I mean, it's, it, your chances are like winning the lottery two times. Um, I, I recently, uh, well, over the last year, I had one of my chiropractic assistants. She wanted to, to figure out how many, how many times I've adjusted. And, and she went back into our old computer systems, and she, she added everything up. And to her, to her best uh, estimate, I'm somewhere around 250,000 adjustments in my 17, 18 years of career. And, she, and, and in that time, I've never injured a person with a chiropractic adjustment. I've never done any, any damage to anybody. I've had some people that were maybe a little sore, you know, the next day after their adjustment or maybe had a little, but that's normal because we're moving tissues around. We're, we're, we're changing their physiology of their body. It's, it, there's going to be a little discomfort with that, but, the, but I think the myth is, is that most people have a fear that they're going to be injured. And then the other problem is, is that the medical field doesn't believe that there's any scientific evidence that, that chiropractic works. And, and and they also add to that complication. I think you're right. And I think that that shows what Callie did with getting the spirometer and actually measuring how much air DJ could take in and seeing for herself the amount just about doubled within 48 hours. That's measurable. But the thing is that there aren't 100 DJs getting the same treatment at the same time so it's hard to make a study there there aren't 100 djs anyway <laughs> it right. presents a very unique case so do you have other patients that you treat who have problems similar to what dj has experienced 
Well, I don't have, you know, like you said, it's a very rare occurrence to have somebody with that type of a, of a problem, but I've had similar, you know, results with different types of situations. Uh, you know, I could, we could go on for hours about different miracles, but, but and again, I want to make it clear that I don't treat these conditions. I'm treating the spine, but I've had, uh, you know, recently I had a patient come in. Um, she was in a car accident, and uh, she's now uh, in her early 20s, and she came here when she was eight years old. Uh, initially, and she was here for a few months, and then and then I hadn't seen her again until she was 22. And she said, "Dr. Tom, do you remember when I was eight years old and I came I came to your clinic and I had severe asthma?" And she was on a nebulizer and she had an inhaler she used um, throughout the day every day. And she said, "Dr. Tom, do you know that after you worked on me, that my asthma has never returned and I have not had asthma since." Uh, I, I left your office at that time. And this is a very common scenario. We hear things like this all the time. We've had children with ear infections that had ear infections for five years of their life. We start working on them, and all of a sudden their ear infections have gone away. And, again, I never treated them for ear infections. We treated the spine. Obviously, their immune system started you know, working correctly and regulating their body correctly and, and and in essence, their ear infections went away. And again, I could go on and on. I've had uh, I have a pastor that came to our office and adjusted him one time, and he comes comes in and he goes, "What did you do to me?" <laughs> I was a little nervous, like, "Oh my gosh, what did I do to you?" And he goes, "I used to get up five times a night to go to the bathroom every night, and I didn't get up once last night." And apparently after working on his low back, his nerve to his prostate gland started working correctly, and his prostate started to function correctly. And, 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 and again, like I said, I could go on and on and on, but, but the true purpose of chiropractic care is to locate that subluxation in the spine, remove it, and allow the body to actually work and function at 100%. Okay, so this brings me to another myth that I think surrounds chiropractic care, and that is that once you start seeing a chiropractor, that you're always going to have to see a chiropractor or you're going to hurt. I've had friends who have seen chiropractors say, oh, my gosh, I need an adjustment. I need my back cracked. And just hearing that scared me. What do you mean your back cracked? Can you address that myth? Okay, so first of all, the crack that that is the one that I think yeah that definitely scares people, and the funny thing about the crack is all it is is we're we're gapping a joint between the two vertebrae there's joints and when you gap that joint there's a space created and that space creates quickly and 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 quickly a nitrous gas is formed in that in that spot and then as quick as it's made it it, it hits a liquid and it makes a popping noise. It, 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 there's nothing that's ripping or tearing or actually breaking. Uh, that's what people have this conception that's happening. But really all it is, if you've ever pulled your finger and heard a pop, all that pop is is just air that's releasing. And it's a very, it's, it's just a part of the adjustment. Um, the adjustment is not popping your spine. That is not the purpose of the adjustment. The adjustment is designed to actually move the joint, stretch the tissues, the ligaments, the tendons, and the muscles that hold the body together, hold the spine together, and just create an elasticity in those tissues. Our purpose is to create the body to be at the normal paraphysical limit that it should be at. That's the 100%. It should be able to stretch every time. And, and, and adjustments 
even on a regular basement, we're never taking you past that point because when you go past that point, it's similar to like a car accident or a, any any typical strain sprain injury you have. We're we're trained not to do that. We're trained to take it out to its normal limit so that you get that that elasticity built back into it. And so so the purpose of the adjustment is really just to create normal mobility in the spine. Now the other the other question or the other the myth that you made is it, it, it's it's kind of comical in a, in a way. Um, you know, once you go to a chiropractor, you have to go for the rest of your life. And and honestly, like Crystal, the the patient I was sharing you with, she she told me about her. You know, she was eight years old, came in, her asthma went away until she was twenty twenty two years old. She she wasn't seen between that time. Her her asthma was gone. Her body was working correctly. She didn't have to come see me, right? She got in an injury. She decided to come back because she knew that was the, you know, the best place to go to get the tissues repaired and remodeled and and, and fixed the way that they should. But but as for people that come to chiropractors on a regular basis, it's because it's their choice. It's because they love how they feel. It it, it keeps their body mobile. It keeps their spine mobile. It keeps it healthy. It's no different than, you know, I go to the dentist, uh, I, I hate to admit this, but I go three times a year to have my teeth cleaned because I want my teeth to be healthy. I know that my family, you know, had problems with their teeth as they got older, and I don't want that. So I go more often because I want to make sure that my teeth are healthy throughout my lifetime and that they're clean. It's the same thing with your spine. When you're having your spine checked on a regular basis, you're just making sure that everything is moving the way that it should. And as we go through your spine and, and check for resiliency and make sure that it's moving, it's because we want to make sure that it stays that way. And so, so the myth of having to go, that's not true. You do not have to go. The people that go, as you at, probably ask your friend, it's a choice because of how great they feel and how healthy they've noticed they've stayed. The people, like I've had, you know, children that have been under regular care, you know, since you know, babies, and those kids have very, very, if any, visits to hospitals or, or pediatric, or, well, they go to their pediatricians, but they are any, you know, urgent care or, you know, major illnesses that they're going through just because their their brain is connecting to their body and keeping them healthy. And and so, again, that, it, there, there's no, uh, <laughs> there's that, that myth is completely a myth. There's no need that you have to go to the chiropractor. It's more of a choice. Well, one thing, real quick, because we're out of time, but one thing that Kelly didn't mention was how often DJ was seeing you. He had so many issues to overcome, and, and as you noticed, his back was really not the way that it needed to be. It was it was causing so many problems. How many times did you see DJ before he moved to Texas? Uh, I do not have the exact number in front of me. Uh, generally, when we start to treat a condition or something that, that, that needs care, we usually see them at the beginning at three times per week. Unless they're in severe pain, we might see them a little more frequently just to get the pain to go down. But uh, initially, we were seeing him, I believe it was Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And as, as things in, as, as 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 their care starts to improve, we will drop them down to a couple times a week, then once a week. And then at, at, at the point, we'll say, well, the corrective care is over. You're at the best you're going to be. And at that point, if you, like your friend who likes to go in and, and get regular adjustments, that's more of a wellness-type plan. And, you know, I've, I I myself like to 
get checked at least once a week just to make sure everything's moving correctly. And if there is anything that's 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 not moving correctly, I get it corrected at that time. I don't wait for it to turn into a symptom. Right, right. That's what my friend was saying. She could always tell. She was beginning to be more in touch with her body, and she could always tell when she needed an adjustment. And it was usually when she'd had a really stressful week, and she knew that her way of dealing with stress was not good for her body. And those chiropractic adjustments made her body feel so much better that, yeah, you're right, everything that you said was so true. That's what helped her to feel like she could have 100% use of her body and that she was the best that she could be. Well, thank you, Dr. Tom, so much for coming on the show, and thank you especially for all the wonderful care you provided to DJ. I never saw DJ before you started to see him, but I am in Texas where Callie is, and I've had a chance to interact with him. His color is beautiful, and he looks like just any other normal 10-year-old little boy that you would see. And I have a feeling a lot of that is because you helped his body to heal itself. And and I do think that's quite miraculous. Well, we are out of time. But the great thing about the new show, the new format that we have for Season 2, is that we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, our listeners will have a chance to call in and to ask you questions and ask Callie questions and even share some of their own experiences. I set up a Facebook page for us, and I've already had a lot of people saying they want to come listen to the show, so hopefully they are listening, and also that they had their own personal stories to share. So thank you, Dr. Tom, for being on Heart to Heart with Anna. Oh, it was my absolute pleasure. Well, great. So Stay tuned, everybody. We will take a short break, but when we come back, you can call in. The number to call in is 646-200-4809. That's 646-200-4809. The number will also be posted on our Facebook page and on our website, www.hearttoheartwithanna.com. So once again, the number is 646-200-4809. And that concludes the interview portion of our show. But come back in just a moment, and we will have our chat room open. We'll be able to talk to Dr. Tom and Kelly about chiropractic care for congenital heart defect survivors. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Now we are ready for the live chat, and I do have Callie and Dr. Tom with me. Hi, Callie. Hi, Dr. Tom. 
Hi, Hello. Anna. I knew we were going to go at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be fun for us all to be on at the same time. And I actually do have a guest in our chat room, and she has a question for you, Dr. Tom. She was okay. wondering if you use a manipulation gun or just your hands on children with heart defects, and she's not quite sure that that's the correct term for that device. Can you address that question? Sure, absolutely. Um, first of all, uh, I think the device she's talking about is called an activator uh, or a proactivator. Uh, it's a, it's a, a a, a device that's used by uh, some chiropractors use that. Um, no, actually, I use just uh, gentle manipulation with my my hands the way you know we were taught in school, and yeah, it's very gentle. I mean, a lot of people have this conception that we use a lot of force, but a chiropractic adjustment is a very gentle force with just a very high velocity, so it's very quick. And it, some people feel it's they may think that the activator is a little safer to use on children, but in all honesty, they're they're both great tools and they both work wonderful. Okay, another question that um, one of our guests asked is, are you considered a precision chiropractor? I don't know what that term means, but are you considered a precision chiropractor? You know, I'm not aware of what that term means. I, I It might be a, a, a technique that's taught from a different, uh, uh, other than, you know, in the schools, we, we can go learn new techniques outside of school. Um, I'm not sure what that means. I actually, I, so I'd have to say no to that question. Yeah, I hadn't heard or seen that before, so that's unusual. And I'm sure that there are different terms used in different parts of the United States and probably even throughout the world because I'm sure chiropractic care is not limited just to the United States. True. Another question was, where are you located? So here's a chance to plug your clinic. <laughs> We're located in Vancouver, Washington. In, in the Brush Prairie portion. And all right, I mean, if you want our physical address, it's 6307 Northeast 117th Avenue. And that's in Vancouver, Washington, 98662. And our phone number is 360-253-4285. There's a plug. <laughs> there you go. Well, and for any of our listeners who are interested, if you go to www.hearttoheartwithanna.com and you look at Season 2, you can click on the first show of the season, and I have a bio of Callie and a bio of Dr. Tom, and I have hit a link to his Facebook page for his practice, and I also have a link to his regular website. So there's lots of different ways that you can contact Dr. Tom if you are interested. Okay, Heidi just logged in, and she said, when looking for a chiropractor, is there something that you would suggest to look for to find someone who could work well with children with congenital heart defects? That's a that's a loaded question. It, it's hard to answer that with one specific answer. I guess more or less you'd have I, – I think the best thing with choosing any doctor is just a comfort level with, you know, if you have peace with that doctor, if you feel like that doctor is, you know, giving you the right answers is, is, is giving you a piece that, that, that they care about the situation and that their, their true heart is there. Some, some chiropractors may advertise that they, they adjust children. You know, our, most of our practice is built upon referral. You know, friends of friends have told their friends, and, and, and that's how they come to our office. I mean, we get a few people from our Internet ad and, and so forth, but the majority of people that come in are from referral, and that's probably the best way to go to a chiropractor is ask your friends. Find out who they've gone to and, and see who they trust, and, and then, you know, try them. If you don't feel comfortable, 
try them again or try another one. Right? When I chose a dentist, it took me five different tries until I found the right one, the one that I felt comfortable with. I think that's good advice, and I think that's so totally true. And That's a good question for us to ask Callie because Callie was lucky enough to find you when she was living in Washington State, and she has now moved to Texas. And I'm wondering if she has sought chiropractic care in Texas, but I'm seeing right now that I'm having trouble with my microphone. With Kelly's microphone, it's not unmuting. So I guess we'll skip asking Kelly right now. But I do have another question for you, Dr. Tom, and that is related to acupuncture. How is chiropractic care different from acupuncture, and do you have clients who benefit from both types of alternative treatment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, regularly tell people, you know, to try acupuncture. It, you know, and I can't speak for the acupuncture field because I'm not an acupuncturist, but, you know, what we work on is at the nerve root. So where the nerve comes out from the spine, through the, there's, you know, two, two sides to the spine in each vertebrae, and there's nerves that come out through that, through that, uh, through two little foramen, foramen, which are holes that the nerves come through. And we take the pressure away from the spine where those, those nerve pinches are taking place. As for acupuncture, I believe what their intentions are is to work at the end of that, at the nerve, nerve endings. And from that point, you know, back is, is their uh, intention. And it's two completely, completely different approaches, but both of them have great results. Well, and for that matter then, how do you feel about massage? And how does massage complement or work with uh, chiropractor care? Because I, I know I have seen before where a chiropractor will actually hire a massage therapist to work in their clinic as well. Yeah, we've actually had massage therapists at our office since the moment we've opened. I have three massage therapists that work with us right now, and actually Tim, who's been with me 15 years. And massage therapy, again, is a completely different function than chiropractic. Massage therapy works on the larger musculature throughout the body, whereas chiropractic is using the bones to manipulate and stretch the tissues that are right, the paraspinal muscles, the, the ligaments, the tendons that hold the spine together. And again, as I mentioned in, as I, you know, mentioned in the show, um, our main purpose is to create uh, elasticity so that, the, so that the spine will work at its full mobility. Massage therapy, again, is working on the larger tissues like the latissimus dorsi muscles, the trapezius muscles, which we do not work on, and their focus is completely different. Now, massage also has other benefits. That it you know, increases blood flow. It, it, it actually uh, reduces stress. It, it's, it's an amazing, amazing field that they have there, and, and we absolutely believe in that. That's wonderful. So what age is too young for chiropractic care? I would say probably while they're still in the womb. That would probably be too young. <laughs> wow. But I don't know. Maybe so, there are techniques to adjust. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. My, yeah. I, I My children were checked the moment they left the womb, the moment I could get my hands on them. But, you know, honestly, there wasn't a lot wrong with them. But why wouldn't you want to check that at that time? And uh, I have a lot of parents that that, that come to my office now that they, 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 they demand me to come to the hospital and check them at that moment. But, wow. you know, in reality, it's probably okay to wait, you know, until they get out of the hospital and come into the office. But, you know, if they want that, I'll be there. So, yeah, the safety of it is there, there's, there should be no concern about the safety. Again, like I said, the, 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 the force of a chiropractic adjustment is very low. There's, there's, I mean, you're probably going to hold your 
baby and you know with more force then I'm going to apply an adjustment it's just that it's in an exact plane with an exact uh you know, high-speed velocity, low thrust. So. Well, one of the ladies in our chat room, Heidi, said, how do you know when a child is okay to receive chiropractic care after having had open-heart surgery? Is there a certain number of weeks that you should wait? You, you know, every every case would be, it would be different. It would really just depend on what they could handle. And in all honesty, it, we could work around wherever the surgical incision was and probably make it work. I've actually worked on a few patients that had broken ribs where I adjusted the rib head where the rib was broken and not touching where the rib was fractured and had immense relief just by getting that rib head back in alignment and making that, uh, you know, taking that pressure away. I've had many people have had open heart surgery where they spread the ribs apart and we started working on them, them, you know, just a you know, like three to four weeks after the surgery and have had wonderful, wonderful results in reducing their pain. Again, it is probably more of an individual. Uh, everyone is going to be a different decision just based upon what the surgery was, how it was performed. And, you know, we'd have to take everything into account. If it were my child, I would take them in as soon as I could and get them checked. Because if the chiropractor does not feel comfortable with adjusting them at that time, they would tell you at that time. That is such an excellent answer. Thank you so much, Dr. Tom. And we had a caller, Julia, who called in. Unfortunately, we were having some technical problems at the time, so I couldn't connect her to us. But she wanted me to tell Dr. Tom and Kelly how much she appreciated everything that they had shared today and that we were doing this show on chiropractic care. So we do have Kelly back on now. I had trouble earlier unmuting her microphone, but hopefully she's here right now. Are you back with us, Kelly? Yes, Anna, I'm here. Yay! <laughs> I'm so glad when <laughs> technology works in our favor. So, Kelly, I was kind of curious, and I had asked this before when I was having some technical trouble, about what it would be like for you finding a chiropractor now. And we had had someone in our chat room who had also asked Dr. Tom about that. What is your feeling about trying to find a chiropractor now that you're in a new state? I'm a little leery, but like Dr. Tom said, you have to find someone that you really trust and, and feel good about. When I went looking for a chiropractor the first time, I wasn't looking for DJ because the doctors had really strongly urged me not to. And so I was a little nervous. And so when I went to pursue chiropractic care for myself, just meeting him, I, we vibed so good. So I think if I were to do that here in Texas, I would have to go through a, a similar process, maybe pursue it for myself and kind of check them out and then approach them carefully about DJ. Because I'm so protective of him that even finding a heart doctor is makes me nervous, or even a pediatrician makes me nervous. So chiropractic, I'd be cautious. But that being said, hearing Dr. Tom again reiterate his point of view about that chiropractic care is very safe, I would definitely be interested in pursuing it again for him because so I really do been, feel like DJ benefited so much. Right, and that's that was going to be my next question. It's been, what, three or four years, I guess, since... DJ had that intensive chiropractic experience. How is he doing as far as his headaches? Well, it's been about exactly one year 
since his last adjustment. And um, it's been four years since open heart surgery, um, just about four years, almost four years in the fall. But um, his migraines, it's amazing to me because for three years they were so frequent every week you know, so bad, like I described earlier. And now, since we've, in the last year, since we stopped chiropractic care, he started chiropractic care in February of 2013. And he went three times a week, every single week, up until the end of May last year. So for four solid months. And um, in the last year, He's had maybe three or four migraines, and they were mainly, in my opinion, related to possibly stress and transitioning from moving from our house in Washington to Texas and starting a new school, new people, new friends, new routine. So um, I can't even remember if he's had one since fall of last year. So that that alone to me was worth it, just the migraines. But there's so many other points that he's improved on. He amazes me every day. It's truly a miracle I've, I feel like I've witnessed with him. Yeah, even in the short time I've come to know you, it's been so exciting to see he's just come into his element. It's like everything is working right now, and he's doing so much better in school, and it just seems like every way around he's blossoming right in front of our eyes. It's really quite miraculous. Right. So, and Callie, what advice would you give? Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I was just going to say, what advice would you give to a mother who, like you, was told by the doctors, absolutely not, don't even consider chiropractic care. Now that you've seen how it's benefited DJ, what kind of advice would you give to a mother who's in the same situation that you were in? Definitely, I would recommend pursuing chiropractic care for a lot of reasons. And the advice I would give is just kind of take it slow and easy and cautious like we always are about every other treatment, whether it's physical therapy or speech or OT, you know, Every decision we make for our kids has to be really carefully calculated. I definitely would recommend chiropractic care. It just makes a lot of sense to me as far as as babies, multiple heart surgeries. It's all dealing with this rib cage area. And DJ for a long time seemed lumpy in his in his chest. It was his incision wasn't quite meeting up and the surgeons didn't seem bothered by it, but he's, even with physical therapy, he was bleeding with his chin. He would walk with a swinging gait. He would, you know, kind of pull his leg around. He was having a lot of just, to me, laying in that hospital bed was causing all this. So my advice would be to definitely look into it because physically it seems to have helped him feel better, have more stamina, He's able to play easier, like he wiggles and dances around and runs mm -hmm. easier. And he was having a real hard time running in the backyard or running at the playground because the way he was tilted, his head was tilted a little bit. Like I said, his hips were tilted. He'd swing his leg and, and diminish lung capacity big time. 
So he'd get real mm-hmm. tired trying to keep up at the park. So oh, and now he rides a bike. Isn't that he right? He rides a bike. bike. He's over, he does. He's over at the neighbor's house on the trampoline. He he jumps and does flips. He doesn't slow down at all. And <laughs> for being I've told witnessed four that years ago that we're going, <laughs> I know. We were told four years ago he'd need a heart and double lung transplant. It's just, you know, crazy to me to think that that's where we were. And here he is. He's going to turn 11 in about a month. And um, he's excited for school to be over. He met his reading goals for the whole year and gets to go to a big carnival for only the the kids that met their goals tomorrow. And... um, and last year, he couldn't focus long enough to make it the whole day. So sometimes I'd have to go pick him up early from school because we don't he was know that just chiropractic so care did. Right. But we don't, and we don't know that chiropractic care took care of all of these issues, but we do know that you did notice uh, and make it, you did see an appreciable difference in him uh, right away. And to me, that's so amazing. So let me just give this one little disclaimer that neither Kelly nor I are doctors or nurses. We're both just heart moms. Um, And do make sure that you check with your children's doctors. But I think moms that we also have to trust our gut sometimes. And Kelly's gut was telling her that DJ needed more help. And she found an excellent doctor with Dr. Tom. He was just totally in sync with DJ and was able to help DJ's body heal itself. And, and I really loved him talking about that. He didn't take any credit for any of the things that DJ's body did on its own. He just said that he helped DJ's body heal itself. Thank you for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern time for a brand new episode. During the month of February, also known as Heart Month, Heart to Heart with Anna will broadcast a show every day. On Tuesdays, we'll have a brand new show featuring our theme for Season 7, Congenital Heart Defects Around the Globe. The other days will be encore presentations with a brand new intro. If you'd like to know what shows will be featured, you can check out our website at www.hearttoheartwithanna.com. Please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our Café Press Boutique. Revenue from the Café Press Boutique helps to defray the cost of this radio show. Follow our radio show on Blog Talk Radio and especially on Spreaker. Once we get to 100 followers on Spreaker, we can petition iHeartRadio to carry our show. And then people can listen to Heart to Heart with Anna in their cars. Thanks again for listening. We know that congenital heart defects touch people all over the globe. So remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next week.